every day, everywhere. And we're going to be hearing from different people through the summer about how they are a Christian 24-7 and, and what that means and uh, what they do to a certain extent. So there'll be a certain amount of people's stories as well. And um, I wanted to kick off really talking about uh, Jesus' promise to give us the power of the Spirit because we need the power of the Spirit to live everyone, every day, everywhere. And uh, the power of the Spirit, what you might call supernatural power, is the power of God that goes beyond what is naturally our own strength. Oh, hello, Anna. Sorry. It's lovely to see you. Sorry. Anna Clark, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Sorry, that wasn't in the notes, but it's very nice to see you. No, it's lovely to see you. Lovely to see you. Um, Supernatural power is the power that we need that comes from heaven, that comes from the Holy Spirit, that is beyond our own power and strength. And the thing is, is that God pretty much almost always works with us to get his good things done. The things that he wants done in the world, he does with us, which is an extraordinary privilege and a responsibility and an awesome thought, frankly. And I guess I first came into that when I was... Uh, I became a Christian when I was 15 years old, and really because I saw other people who were following Jesus, and I thought I wanted to be like them. And so I invited Jesus into my life, and, uh, and the Holy Spirit, the presence of God, came and made his home in my life at that point. But I did not know the power of the Holy Spirit at that point. And uh, I lived about for about a year trying to follow Jesus, trying to be a good Christian, trying to do the things that Jesus had called me to do, and utterly failing miserably at every turn. That my life really went down the pan, and uh, so much so that people, uh, I remember one person saying to me, what happened to the old John Soper? It used to be so nice. And, um, and, I, and it wasn't going, this Christian project wasn't going very well. And so uh, at some point, after about a year, somebody I didn't know very well, but he, he could see that I needed help. And he said, could I pray for you to be filled with, with the Spirit, f uh, baptized in the power of the Spirit, if you like. And would you like to uh, pray that you speak in tongues? All of which concepts I'd never heard of before. Uh, but they sounded good to me, and it couldn't probably get any worse. So this man laid his hands on me, and he said, Father, would you send your Holy Spirit on John? And all I can say is that the presence and the power of God absolutely filled me from head to toe for a good period of time and uh, and nothing was ever the same again after I received the power of the Spirit and uh, and then I was able to start doing things with God uh, empowered by God in a way that I had not known before and I did start speaking in tongues which was quite a shock to me um, uh, speaking in a language that I hadn't learned but it has been a great benefit to my prayer love um, so God always works with us to get his purposes done. He can do it without us, obviously, because he's God, but he chooses not to. And that's an extraordinary choice on God's part. And so what happens, the Christian life is really a, a matter of we do what we can do, and then God does in us and through us the things that we cannot do th uh, for ourselves through the power of the Spirit, through power from above. So let's... Let's, for instance, we may preach or speak on the one hand, but it's God who provides the power and speaks the truth into people's lives and reveals truth to people. We can serve the poor, if you like, through our actions, not through our activities, but it is God in his power that pours out grace and mercy into people's lives as we do that. The gifts of the Spirit, 
the gifts from the Holy Spirit are always a partnership with God between our own abilities, our own strengths, and God's power and his strength. So if you think about something like the gift of evangelism, which is in Romans 12, which is the gift of being able to speak with other people about Jesus so that they come to know Jesus uh, easily and quickly, if you like. Um, what we do is we actually speak about God. We use our vocal cords and we use our thoughts and our best thoughts to speak with someone about Jesus. But then it is God himself who provides the love and the power to touch someone's heart at depth and transform them through the gospel. It's always a partnership. And uh, when we pray, uh, we say our own words, but the, the Bible says the Holy Spirit helps us how to pray with his power. So the reason why it's a partnership is because God almost always calls us to do things that are beyond our own strengths and our own abilities. That's how he's wired the whole thing. And so we need supernatural power, power that's beyond our own nature, that's above our own nature. If you have ever tried to love an enemy, you'll know that you need power from God in order to be able to do that because it's blooming hard. If you, need, if you know you need to forgive someone who's hurt you very deeply, you need the power of God, you need the power of the Holy Spirit to achieve that forgiveness in your own heart uh, because without the help of God, uh, it's extremely difficult, if not impossible, to do. And then if you want to heal the sick, if you want to resist evil, if you want to drive out demons, all of which we're called and asked to do by the Lord, you're definitely going to need the power of God. And if you think about healing, what you do is you say your healing words, you, you summon up your best words, but then God provides the power. You and I do the healing, God provides the power to affect the healing. It's always a collaboration. So it's one thing to accept that supernatural stuff happens in the world, and it's another to really know deeply that you and I are the ones through whom it happens. Not even that we just pray for, uh, for supernatural, miraculous stuff or whatever, but to be the one through whom the power of God actually flows when you pray for someone or when you speak with someone. Jesus knew the flow of the power of God. Even when he's walking through a crowd, and he's jostling, and it says in the Scriptures that Jesus felt power. He knew that power had flowed out of him doesn't say how he knew that, but power flows. Power flows from one human being to another. And supernatural power, the power of the Holy Spirit, flows from one person to another. That's how God has designed it. Now, in the passage that we just heard uh, from Pete, Acts 1, 1 to 8, uh, the last verse, verse 8, are the last recorded intentional words of Jesus on earth. So, when people know they're about to go and they want to say something, they're going to say something, it's always going to be really, really important. It's going to be something that they want to be remembered. It's going to be something that reveals something amazing about that person. In a completely different way, Joe and I were at the gates of Downing Street when the Prime Minister was doing his last words a week or two ago. And, and in his speech, you know, he wanted things, he wanted to say things that he would be remembered by. He wanted to recite a few of his achievements. And also he wanted to, well, it was, you know, when you listen to someone's speech like that, it's revelatory about the person's character and what, and what they're about. And so people's last words are really, really important. And Jesus's, obviously Jesus being Jesus, they are the most important last words ever. And they are these. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. 
Those are his last words. So they must be ferociously important to Jesus. It must be a ferociously important concept and reality to him that we will receive power and we will, if we receive power, we're going to inevitably be his witnesses by our powerful words and our powerful deeds. And he says, here in the city and in Judea, which is the, which is the surrounding area, and Samaria, which is amongst our enemies, and then to the ends of the earth, concentric circles moving outwards as the gospel goes outwards with great power. So Jesus really wants us to know that you and I will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on us and we will be witnesses. Now, this is quite a mind shift, and I was really, you know, when I was baptized, if you like, overwhelmed and drenched in the Holy Spirit age 16, I started to get my head around this, that this was something that was essential, as Jesus would, would uh, see it, because these are, these are his last words, these are the things that he wants really known. It's quite a mind shift that God gives you power, that you can do supernatural work day in, day out, everyone, every day, everywhere. Um, is Jeff here, or is he still on holiday? He's on a holiday. Just, just to say, I, I remember uh, Jeff Touchings getting into this. If you, if you need healing, Jeff's your go-to guy because he has gifts of healing. But I remember one time where he's, just, he, he's really getting his head around this thing that he's partnering with the power of God. And we were, do, we were praying for people on the streets, and Jeff was a little nervous because, you know, what will people think, as we all were. But this young, uh, this young man said, oh, yeah, you can pray for me. I've got a lump on the side of my leg uh, from a football injury. I think somebody went in studs up and created a big lump. And, uh, and some of his mates said, oh, can we film this? So they're filming with their phones. And I think Jeff's just said a really brief prayer, something, something like, uh, Father, would you send your spirit on this man? And I say, lump go in the name of Jesus, speaking to the condition, lump go. It sounds a bit weird, but, you know, that's what Jesus did. So lump go in the name of Jesus. And so in that moment, the lump disappears on the street, and um, the, the, the kid leaps up and swears at the top of his voice, which I would take as, a, you know, a, a sort of um, a very uh, basic form of worship, I think, probably. And uh, uh, it's, it's not a song that we sing, but... But, but uh, and, and, peop and people's jaws were dropping on the floor, you know, because it was there, now it's not there. And, and there's this, there's this uh, you know, great encouragement for Jeff and for the rest of us that you can see a healing that's so like in the moment, because sometimes they take time, sometimes they're in the moment, and sometimes you're not sure what's going on. But in that moment, it was glorious. And we were learning to partner with uh, the power of God. Now, the thing is, if you will embrace this mindset that you go into tomorrow and the next day and the next day, cooperating with the power of God, I'm afraid it will be very disruptive to your life. It just will. It was with the apostles. As soon as the next chapter, Acts chapter 2, the, the power of the Spirit falls upon the apostles. Um, as they go out, everything they do is wonderful. You know, they're healing the sick. They're telling people truths about God and uh, but they're always coming up against, um, against the status quo. They're always, they're, they're always getting into trouble. And so if you will embrace this mindset and operate in the power of the Spirit day by day, there will be awkwardnesses. At the very least, there's the awkwardness of saying to somebody in a, in a, in a 
queue somewhere. Oh, do you think I could say a prayer for you? But the thing is, when you push through the awkwardness, you always find treasure because God is always at work because he wants to partner with you. But he's looking for a little bit of courage from us in those moments. Now, Jesus says, we will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon us. And when we become Christians, like I was explaining earlier, when I was 15, we do receive the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, as Gordon Fee says, is, the, is God's empowering presence. God's empowering presence. If you're not sure who the Holy Spirit is, that's a good summing up phrase. He's God. He gives you power. And he brings God close and near to you in his presence. God's empowering presence. When we become Christians, we receive the Holy Spirit. And he enables us to declare that Jesus is Lord and helps us to pray and grow in relationship with God. And all that is wonderful and essential. But there is a reality in the New Testament also that the Holy Spirit comes upon people for power. And that's what the disciples were waiting for. And Jesus said, you've got to wait in the city until this happens. That the Holy Spirit comes upon people for power. And then, those, and then people are baptized in the Spirit. And if you've been baptized in the sea, you know you go absolutely under. You are immersed. And so you're immersed. You're drenched in the, in the presence of God. You're utterly overwhelmed. You're filled with the presence of God. And that happens a first time, but then also at repeated times, as St. Paul says in Ephesians 5, go on being filled with the Spirit. Present continuous. Just keep being filled again and being filled again with the presence and the power of God. It's a bit like if you play video games, you know, in some of those video games, you can get yourself a power boost. You just press a button, and then you can do more. It's amazing. Uh, and the thing is, the baptizing in the power of the Spirit and the ongoing filling of the Spirit is like a power boost in your life, that you suddenly find that when you speak with people about Jesus, more happens. Or when you pray for people, more happens. Uh, it, it's, it's just that God graciously gives his power to those who ask. And so that is the final point, that the Holy Spirit is given not to the spiritual, not to, you know, uh, good boys and girls before God, but Jesus said, ask and it will be given to you, seek and you will find, knock and the, do the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, everyone who seeks finds, and everyone who knocks the door will be open to them. Jesus is being fairly repetitive at this point, and the reason he's being repetitive is because we don't really believe it, and so he says it again and again and again. And he says, look, you, those of you who are parents, you know how to good, give good gifts to your kids. If your kids come down in the morning and ask for a croissant, you're not going to give them a hand grenade. That's the Living Bible translation, if you say. But you, you know how to give your, your, your kids good gifts. How much more will the, will the Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? Yeah, those who ask. So if you are an asker, this is the absolutely key principle in the kingdom of God. If you are someone who asks, then you're putting yourself absolutely in the right spot. You can be a good person, you can be a bad person, you can be, uh, you kind of, uh, be a confused person, you can be a clear-thinking person, whatever. But if you ask, that's the spot where God wants you to be. And Jesus says, how much more will the Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? So, we have a Christian life ahead of us where God is going to call us to things that are beyond us. 
He's going to use a number of you to heal the sick. He's going to use a number of you to bring many people to Christ through your words. He's going to use a number of people to change uh, the way your workplace operates. There are all kinds of kingdom activities that you can get involved with. But all of those things are going to need a power boost. All of them. Because he's going to call you to do things that are beyond you. And so that's why we ask. And so that's what we're going to do now. And uh, just, uh, anyway, I think the Lord is setting it up like this. I think I want, if I may, I want to pray for four people uh, up the front. And I know that will take a little bit of extra courage for four of you. But we're just going to, and I'm going to ask four different people to just lay hands and simply pray for you to be, to be filled with the Spirit again. And then, and then we're going to do some prophetic ministry after that, where uh, we're just, um, anyway, we'll come to that. Uh, but anyway, this is what I just felt the Lord was, gonna, was asking me to do, so I'm going to try and be obedient. But it, it, uh, <laughs> it, it also asked for four people to come and join me so we can pray for you. So, who's coming? Thanks, Johnny. Round of applause to Johnny. Stepping forward. <laughs> Who else? I need, uh, just, uh, uh. Sorry. Lovely to see you. Uh, two more. Two more. Come on, Fleur. One, uh, one more. Yes, round of applause. <laughs> Stepping forward. I just need one more. I just think the Lord's got... Who's going to fill? Okay, lovely. Lovely, round of applause. Uh, do you just want to line up across here? I know that's great, just equidistant. Um, perhaps, uh, perhaps uh, would, would your formation come and pray? You boys? Yeah? Just come and, come and uh, just lay a hand. I'll, I'll, I'll lead the prayer. Um, but just uh, stand next to someone and just lay a hand. Is that Okay. Thank you very much. And if you guys who are being prayed for are just asking for a, a power boost, um, if, you, if you would, just put your hands in front of you. It's just, a, it's just a gesture to God. It's like when we kneel, sometimes when we repent, we put our hands out just to say, Lord, I'm here, uh, and I just want to receive. I'm going to stand to the side. So I'm going to pray, and then if you guys, if you chaps would like to just... Um, Pray, just pray, fill this person with your spirit. More Lord, more Lord, and not much else. Okay, it's just really simple. And, and, and let's be praying that these guys are filled with the Holy Spirit. So Father, we thank you. Thank you so much that you love these people with an everlasting love. You know them through and through. And you've called them to extraordinary lives. We know that, Lord. And so, Father, send your Spirit on these four who ask for more of you. Send your Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Are you guys praying? Keep your eyes open and just say, say one or two prayers over them. Just say, thank you, Lord. Fill them up, Lord. More, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. So I don't know, you can see Holy Spirit is resting on Fleur in particular. He's here, so he's 
He's, he's filling her up, giving her a power boost. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And on him as well. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Amen. So when we're praying for people like this, we do just wait. We we spend we take a little time. Thank you, Lord. More of you, we pray. More of you. Fill them up. Thank you, Lord. If this is a little new to you, this is this is the kind of stuff that is actual normative, caring Christian faith. You stand next to someone else and you ask them, ask God to fill them with His with Your presence. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So don't prophesy yet or anything, but just ask for the Lord. Thank you for what you're doing, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Fill them up. So as you look at them, just see if you can sense whether the Holy Spirit resting on them. See, actually, the Holy Spirit is resting on them all. And he's here. Lord, would you fill them from head to toe? Fill them from head to toe. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. It's pretty simple. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your presence, Lord. So the Lord's presence is, people respond in different kinds of ways. And sometimes people are just really uh, attentive. They, they look very peaceful. Sometimes they laugh. I prayed for an elderly lady this morning who uh, was laughing so, so much she could barely stand. Um, the joy of the Lord was upon her. 
Thank you, Lord. More, Lord, we pray. Fill them up. Fill them to overflowing. Equip them for the future that you have for them, Lord. Release your power. Release your power. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Now, if you guys continue praying. Um, oh, and do you have any particular words for other people? So I'll take over from you. I'll carry on praying for Nathan. But just, uh, just, uh, just have a sense that God's also speaking to others in the room. And Owen's got a few words, so I'm going to carry on praying for Nathan. Um, yeah, there's a few kind of specific things. Um, Anna, it's uh, lovely to have you here. Um, I just really feel this is a time, there's like a plunge pool here for you uh, to be prayed for. Uh, kind of, I know there's lots of people who want to kind of come and say hello, but I think this will be a really amazing time for you to kind of come and receive and for all that you've given out and God wants to kind of start his refreshing of you, if that's okay. Um, uh, where's Tabby? Is she gone? Is she out there? Okay. Tabby? That might be. I'll carry on. Um, Emily? Um, I just, was when I was over there kind of worshipping, I just saw you and I saw the word bamboo. I, I haven't got a clue what, what it was about. And so I started asking God, what, what is it about bamboo? and you and um it's little bits of detail sort of come as i've sort of prayed into it and um again this might might not be from god so please just weigh it up but just i felt when you became a christian you grew really quickly like a bamboo and spread and it feels like you've been contained so you're in a container and the bamboo is just kind of totally flooded this container and it's like you're being a bit frustrated and kind of like what what how can I grow more and I think um you you're rich and becoming a family with with children um you're going to see a real floodgate open those containers going to kind of be ripped open and your faith is just going to spread um through your family and through the new people that you meet and all the new networks that you meet as well so just we'd love to kind of bless that in you if that kind of if that rings true um tabs um, it was just, it just saw a real uh, prophetic increase in you, um, and maybe with dreams that you have, it's like not hormones, it's the dreams of that God kind of just really starting to kind of excite you about what is next, and, um, but to increase the prof prophetic in you, um, and in your ministry, your amazing ministry as a mum, and the, the other mothers that you meet at the school gate, um, and using those two gifts together, just how you minister to them. I know that's, that's very much your heart, um, but that element of hearing God and speaking into people's, people's lives in a really natural, normal way, um, we'd love to pray for you for that as well, if that's okay. That's it, I think. Um, and also, as a church, just to kind of grow in the prophetic we're all we can all prophesy 
and just to really encourage you to keep keep going and keep kind of like John said, sort of leaning over. Just got this feeling, da -da -da, and just give it, just give it, just give it, um, and it's just amazingly encouraging when you do. Thanks, thanks, Owen. Should we stand together for a moment? As uh, if you guys carry on, carry on praying, carry on praying if you want to. But uh, I'm just going to pray a blessing because I think the kids are going to return from the park. So, Father, we thank you that you've been with us. Thank you that you speak. Thank you that you fill us with your power. We pray that you would send us out in the power of the Spirit to live and work to your praise and glory. Amen? Amen. So, if you, were, if you are here today and you would like prayer, uh, then do grab somebody to pray with you or grab some of us at the front to pray with you. We'd love to pray with you. Um, otherwise, just remember, there is, there is not a 4 o'clock. Don't come here at 4 o'clock next week. There's a breakfast at someone's house, and there's a 6.30 here doing more about everyone every day, everywhere. Have an amazing week. If you like prayer, then do grab someone for prayer. This is the time.